my friends, it's fucking 2024. It's listen up time. The best time of the goddamn month. Um, it's a uh, January's just been off to the fucking races and Jack and I have been going back and forth in the DMS throughout this month. And, you know, sometimes I think in months past, we've really struggled, especially at the top of the year. You know, some people are kind of waiting to get things out in the spring or the summer when touring is the obvious, um, move and lots of festivals are happening, but my dudes, I had like 45 tracks to choose from in this month alone. <laughs> and it's, uh, but we, we picked the best of the best as we always do. Uh, we got 16 tracks today that we're going to go through and, uh, yeah. and join by, uh, join with me as always my, uh, my, the biggest hardcore nerd that I know, uh, Jack from what it takes. I'm so excited and also kind of like, not nervous, but I don't know. The anticipation is very real. How are you feeling, Jack? Yeah, I feel like this month's kind of dragged and I feel like we've been waiting to record this for like what seems like forever. And like, like you said earlier, like I feel like we started off with 19 tracks or 20 tracks in our playlist and we had to have a conversation about whittling it down. It's, it's difficult, dude. There's so much cool shit. And I think as far as trend wise, I feel like you might have, you and I might have switched places because usually I'm providing a lot of deep cut stuff, but I'm looking through our track listing and I think I'm doing more of like the the surface level stuff and you're really digging in the trenches here, pulling out some good shit. So you, I, I like that. I like that. As have the tables off. turned? That's I wild. think so. Well, okay. I well, so. at least looking on the surface, I think there was only one track that I had on my considerations. No, that's not true. There's two, but everything mm -hmm. else I was like, um, it wasn't on my radar specifically. So that's, that's the beauty of this show. And and sometimes I always feel like I'm the, uh, you know, the basic hardcore bitch at times where I'm just bringing the, the top of the, <laughs> the, the top 40, uh, stuff, but that's kind of a, that's a high compliment for you to say, Jack, that I'm, uh, bringing in a little bit of, uh, unanticipated heat yeah yeah i think maybe it's just a it could be a taste change i don't know maybe you're just like really have this innate desire to, to try to find something like you're like in minecraft you're going deep to the, the earth's core <laughs> and i'm just like up top building I, I, i'm on my way <laughs> to the nether when it comes to the hardcore um listen listening sphere um uh, but you know 45 tracks to choose from from just me alone i don't even know what your list was up at I think the the private list that I shared you on, I think we have two pages of releases in January. So however many that is, 90 That's maybe or 100. Crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I, I think pretty fun. I think it I think the work shows because, you know, as avid followers of of Scoped and, and the podcast know that this is kind of being my primary focus going into uh this year. And I wanted to hit it really, really strong for listen up, especially in the first month of the year. Um so we got a lot of music to get through here. Um it's been a long ass day for me and we have to check some bevs because I am withering away and I have a bev that's needed for me to get through this, uh, long ass episode. But Jack, I would, I feel, I would feel, um, I would be hurting your feelings if I was just jumping the gun here. So I want to see what you got bev wise first. I was at Walmart today, just getting headphones. Cause my headphones got jacked to the gym. 
last week. No. So I had to buy some new. It, dude, it's a bummer, but they were $40 headphones and I got an upgraded version that cost the exact same. So a silent win for me, I guess. <laughs> the other person who ever has those, they can have them. But I went by and just checked the Bev aisle there because I usually don't go to Walmart. It's just not something I go there unless I'm getting something like electronic. And they had their own sparkling water. It looks like American propaganda because I've never, I don't understand what the, it's called clear American. <laughs> Clear American. That sounds really, uh, yeah, it sounds really Trump coded. Uh, <laughs> clear American, uh, but the flavor is inspired by something I feel like that would delight your palate if you were to drink it. It's an orange and cream flavored sparkling water. Yo, orange and cream. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet either. I tried a, a tangerine and orange one earlier from them. Very good, but this one I'm curious because it doesn't have. I'm looking at the back. It it doesn't have any sugars in it. There's no – it's really bare minimum as far as ingredients. So I'm really mm. interested to see if it's going to pack a lot of flavor. And, and the brand says Walmart or is it kind of like a – like a? It says like Clear American. It was just Clear American. <laughs> I guess that's the Walmart brand for their sparkling water. But uh, – Dude, I need me some bulk. Clear American. The quart. I got a quart of sparkling water a at quart. my hands. Damn. Um, man, I my my bed feels like so not special compared to what uh what you the 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 whole backstory of yours. But uh, I'm just drinking a a peach Red Bull because I I need me a kick of energy. But something that's kind of exciting, and this is a bit of a tease for people that like to see all these things. So, um, coming up this weekend is a fest happening in Calgary called the Major League Bowl, put on by the mm. boys in DOA. Um, we got Big Boy, Denial of Life, World of Pleasure, Serration, uh, Click from California. It's it's a lot of bands. And Scopia isn't going to be filming it, but we're going to be doing some in-person kind of podcast shit. And I had this brilliant oh, yeah. idea because as I'm kind of planning for this, I was like, oh, what are we going to – I'm not going to – ask someone to bring the bevs, you know, if we're doing some in-person stuff. So I'm bringing the bevs to the guests. So mm. there's some, I'll, that's all I'll say as far as stay tuned, as far as how we kind of showcase that in the in-person podcast aspect. But uh, I, I got to go pick up some drinks tomorrow, but I'm like very excited to um, show how much knowledge I can bring to the table when it comes to bringing on some, some tasty treats. If it's what I think you ran by me like a month or two ago, I'm excited to see this come into. It's going to be hype. It's going to be cool. Uh, cheers to me, my good friend, Jack. And let's get into some fucking hardcore. I need to finish swallowing my beans first before I take a sip yeah, of this. Yeah, before we jumped on, Jack was just shoveling down some, um, what, some some kidneys or or black? or Oh, yeah, got the a, kidney a beans, medley. man. My- okay. My number one, my number one favorite bean. You've 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 really opened my mind to what a man can do when it comes to just eating some kind of lunch, just j- just the can and a can opener, and that's all I need. I, I'm thinking. Yes, yeah, all I needed. I had two chicken tacos, and then I had these kidney beans, and it's what I needed after lifting weights. Got to keep up the try to keep up a, a, a decent physique. Yes. Um, okay. 16, mm. 16, just 
what's the word that I want to use? Just like missiles of of HC that are going to be coming at you here. And we're starting off. Who are the ones that, that, that go from, from continent, intercontinental ballistic? Oh, ICBMs. There you go. <laughs> These are ICBM missiles. ICBM HCs uh, coming at you. So we're starting off with a single from the band Domain uh, from yeah. South Florida. Um, the track is called Spores of Industry, which um, kind of makes me question if this is a music industry kind of diss or if there's some other specific industry or just general spores of all industries. Um, but obviously, the, the biggest thing that caught my eye when I saw this was um, friend of Listen Up and just like... We're big uh, fans of the bug, of the scarab here at the uh, yep. Listen Up Camp. So seeing uh, Molly on this track was uh, very, very exciting. But this this song just kicks a lot of ass. And this is the, the first of something through days. And, mm -hmm. you know, the artwork. I've never seen so many colors on a record in a long ass time. I, I don't know if that's going to be the full record or if that's just like a little bit of a corner of what's to come, but mm. it's, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Domain fucking rocks and this track rocks. I've been in the domain camp since day one and believe it or not, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or if I did, it's been a long time. The only time I've ever filmed anything was I took a pandemic trip down to Florida and I just wanted to see live music. So I was talking to the domain uh, guys. It might have even been like their first iteration. I think they have only played like two or three shows at that point. And I was like, I want to film y'all just in a very private setting with no one else and just see a live set and film it and I'll put it on YouTube. <laughs> and so that's that exists from the pandemic. So like October or November 2020, it's on YouTube You've somewhere. Never told I have me to this. see if I can send you the... That is yeah, crazy. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it was. Yeah, I drove down there just like to to, to chill uh, with them and just kind of hang out in Florida for a little bit. Um, you just had like and, their jam space, or what was the setting? I think it was their jam space at the time. It was like a little. Uh, I think it was inside a what's it called, like a storage container place. What what do you call that? I feel like the word so simple. Storage unit or uh... yeah, storage unit. Yeah, storage unit. Yeah, there you go. Damn. And so. I've this is really every... the turning of tables. I, I'm apparently bringing in the deep cuts, and then we find out that Jack once was filming <laughs> hardcore shows. Yeah, I think I, I did not too bad of a job. <laughs> it wasn't the the worst for my first time around, but well, you, you definitely need crazy to send to it to me because I'll be the judge of of yeah, please, yeah. That. <laughs> uh, but I, I think you know, like I've been waiting for this band to get the recognition it deserves, and I think this is the year of domain. Uh, and one other little tidbit that I will add to this is today, I wasn't expecting it to drop today, but the, and I almost included it on this, uh, on this playlist, but the eyes wide shut EP came out today mm. and features, uh, Alex of domain on one of their track on one of their tracks. So domains everywhere. They're appearing in different little spots here. So you should be wise to pay attention. When and we definitely are going to pay attention right now. Um, so let's run the track. This is Spores of Industry by Domain, South Florida style.
Kicking off this episode right. Oh, you're muted. Yeah, I was muted. My bad. But I was saying exactly what we needed to start off the episode. Equally hard, punishing in the fist the flesh way. I feel mm-hmm. like it's gonna it's a war anthem. It's very good. Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear more from them. Uh, I don't think that there's a set um, release, but it's gonna be an LP coming very soon. So I'm be on the watch out. Domain is setting new domain everywhere. Is that right? Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Yeah. No. Okay. Word. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I want Jack, hit me with your first. Um. So the track that I selected for my first pick is uh, "One Falls Off" off of "Last of a Dying Breed" by a band called Last Man Out. Uh, I believe this is uh, Ben Stuckey on vocals very um hard and calling back to a certain era of like uh, pennsylvania hardcore like no retreat era like that 90s like room full of criminals doing heinous shit kind of uh <laughs> kind of poor and I, I just really enjoyed this uh i think i think this is something that would be maybe an acquired taste for some people, if you're not as versed in what they're pulling from, uh, especially if like maybe the styling, but like, I think it's a great track. And I think it's refreshing to hear something that like, if you're not prepared for it, it kind of makes you, makes your eyes do the, you know what I'm talking about? Like where your eyes get to that size of your face, like in cartoons. Right. <laughs> There's like, ooh. Cool. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the, have you given this cha- uh, a listen yet? So, I think just in um, listening to when we created our playlist, you know, it would roll into this a little bit. Um, I I haven't li- listened to it in full yet, but from what I've heard in the first 20 to 30 seconds, this reminds me of kind of like when you brought on that iodine 
feature. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, how does Jack just find all these bands that have like vocalists with just mad bars? Like, I am perplexed by it. But um, I'm excited to give it the full listen, and I'm and everyone else listening as well. Yeah, they need to be exposed to it. Yes, and that's what we're here to do. Uh, one falls off, last man out from the PA. That's fair to say? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I don't know exact locations, but I'll just say the Keystone State, PA. Let's hit it. a bit of a a fake out yeah because i i was expecting just like the open chug but then there was like Mm -hmm. kind of like oh we're introducing kind of like these new chords that we haven't heard before and then they brought it back to like the root note that was very well executed that's like the perfect example of like a good random left turn and then somehow you you get, get a roundabout and end up back where you needed to be yes but you you took like the a bit of a scenic route and then you're like oh i actually appreciate this uh versus just taking the fast lane that you know it it's almost like in this analogy it's like rush hour traffic and you take that one turn and you bypass everything and then you're just fucking exactly floor you know foot to the floor engage breakdown mode that's sick. I'm really vibing with that. Yeah, I figured you would like that. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a number of tracks that I that I picked that I can't. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of contestation between what your favorite pick of mine is this time around. I don't yeah. think there's a clear one like, oh, Spencer's gonna 
be head over heels about this. Yeah, I, that's like partly my new favorite aspect of how we do this show now is like we kind of because when I'm doing stuff, it's like obviously we're trying to keep it diverse for the listeners. But I think in the back of my head, I'm like, Jack's going to freak when <laughs> they hear this shit. <laughs> um. All right. So it's interesting geography wise because I feel like a lot of my picks are either in Florida specifically. I have a lot of Florida picks unintentionally. Um. But mm. but Canada has been really like showing up. Uh. Mm. This 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 month specifically. So I got. I think the first of three. Um. Canadian picks, yeah, that's that sounds about right. So the first is a band called Influx from uh, Toronto, Ontario. Um, they just dropped this uh, EP called "Work to Rule," and it has members of um, the the main person in this band that I know. Her name is Michelle. She also plays in No Cost, Do Flame, and a bunch of other bands from the the toronto area i've been every time i see something on their account i'm like this fucking slaps this is great um but this artwork was so like up my alley because it has the aspect of like the the cartoony stuff that maybe i gravitate to naturally a little bit more but it had like such a like like almost like an acid punk hardcore aesthetic, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, like obviously the, the, the cool neon green is going to be that, like help in that department. It reminds me a little bit because like, I definitely think at first glance, it looks like something that you would be repped. And I could see wearing a neon green hoodie with that, <laughs> with that on the front. But for some reason, I think about like, someone like two maybe like four or five thousand years ago in a cave just etching this out they have like some sort of like premonition of the future like this band's going to exist and this <laughs> is their art and i'm going to write it out and yeah, make it and then into michelle's going into a cave and they're like there it is let me write a <laughs> yes. demo um yeah, like this band, before my knowledge, did have a release that came out um, in 2022 called yes. Burning Hammers Break All Chains. Uh, I didn't listen to this previously, but I, I it this release definitely prompted me to go check out um, the early release. Um, I, yeah, so I was going to ask you, because I was familiar with the, the initial release, but I haven't given any of this uh, new one a listen. What, what, what do you think is like the... Is there any differences or similarities that you can point out between the two since you went back? Uh, well, I haven't gone back yet, but um, oh. so I can't really answer that question. But so it, we have the different parts of the yes. puzzle. I have the, the first so, part, so may, and you have yeah. Let's. I think listening to the track together, and then we'll be able to put the pieces together. But honest, oh, like before we jump into it, mm -hmm. this is fucking so good. This orange dream sickle. Oh yeah, clear yeah. American. Sponsor the pod. Um, I I would say out of all of my picks, this was maybe my top most listened to. Hmm. 
Because okay. I would go back and like listen to like all the songs just to make sure I got the right one. But I found myself constantly just looping this EP over and over again. Um, so I'm I'm in flux with influx. Ooh. So yeah, let's listen to the track and then Jack and I will debrief as far as if there's much difference from the first release or not. Um, the track we're going to be checking out is called You Would Lose. Let's fucking go! You know what? Don't make I, the I, same I was, mistake. <laughs> I was not. I was in the middle of uh, sending uh, the release into the gr- this group chat that I'm in because I really, I really enjoyed that um, a lot. Uh, it's rare. I feel like because like I know the style of stuff that you like, and you do bring a mixture of stuff. But I like when you bring something that's like a, a fastball right up my lane, like very youth crew, straightforward yeah. <laughs> stuff. Like I, I fuck with that real heavy, man. That's. Uh, I would say. From what I remember of listening to the 2022 release, that sounded a little like rough around the edges. Not too rough, but like I, I could see that it was coming to something like this. Like that's mm-hmm. what they were working on of like, I think it had maybe a little bit less of a youth crew like flavor to it. And it was more of like a straightforward, like hardcore, uh, like maybe the early like 2010s early triple b type sound yeah and now it's like fully fleshed out a little bit more and i really i really fuck with it a lot man yeah uh, shit yeah this is this is a, it's a high watermark for me yeah so influx if you're listening uh neon green hoodie with that print on the back and um i'll send you the the payment details to expedite that to me uh that that would be my person I don't think anyone on any other hardcore podcast tries to manifest merchandise into this reality more than me. Like, dude, I think you're, you like to manifest a lot of things, which I think is good. You're putting a lot of positive cosmic energy out here into the the hardcore universe. Yeah. I, I, I think in my, um, 
in my much needed to go back to listen to everything and just make a hyper cut of all of the merch ideas that I've either worked out with someone in an interview or on this episode and then just put mm-hmm. it all together and be like, hey, like if a band okays it, we'll print it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, w- yeah, we're just here to come up with the ideas. Um, all right, I'm going to hand it over to you, Jack. We got our first call-in track, which I'm stoked about. You know, I, I've i said it a million different times, probably a million different places, but I love delayed gratification records. And I love most of everything they've ever touched. And, I, f- you know, this year is really off to a good start. I, I think with the band that we're about to, to introduce here, uh, Rejoice, they put out what I believe to be is an LP. I'm double checking because I always date songs. I'm going to call it an LP. Uh, All of Heaven's Luck that came out earlier this month. And it's just so fucking sick, man. I There was a period of time, I'm going to take a little time travel back. If you remember like during the pandemic and right like as it was ending in 2021, I feel like everyone was talking about Cleveland hardcore. They were talking about Slug. They were talking about DGR. And now we're back again talking about DGR. They're putting out some good shit, dude. They get they got that Slug release coming. I think they're doing that Sinister Feeling record. And then we got this beautiful masterpiece in front of us. I'm trying to remember there was one specific band that I saw in Tulsa. We we filmed them before, and they mm. were on DGR. And the name is escaping me. Oh. I'll try to think. Was it was it uh, which year was it? So this is 2021. I just remember the singer being hella short and playing without shoes and socks. Does that okay? <laughs> okay. Uh, I oh, might this be able, is gonna I'm... bug me. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to. I'm gonna we're go pulling, down we're the pulling up here. the uh, the channel here. Uh, oh my gosh! Shout out! Shout out to Promcore now, Flyover Fest. Um, we'll find it. Bear with us. We will find it. You know, and I might not. I might have to just look deep into Instagram. But before we get too lost, <laughs> um, the track that I had selected off this. I really, oh. I always get tripped up with abbreviations. And, uh, and that's what I'm trying to. There you go. And okay, perfect, perfect. That makes complete sense. Uh, the track that I chose from Rejoice is Moti or M O T I. I don't know what it stands for, but I could have really chosen any track, man. Uh, I gave it another thorough listen today and compared it to, uh, I think, the, the last larger release that came out in either 21 or 22. And I just got a lot of positive things to say about it, but I want to wait and hold that back until we get our our first guest on here after this. Yeah. Do we have, have them queued up? Do they know that, you know, we're ready? Yeah. I'm going to send, I'm going to send, it's about the time I I, I said on here, if they're not on yet, I'm going to message them real quick. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, 
what what do you what are your thoughts and feelings on Rejoice? Have you been a fan of their past work, or are you a late comer to them, or or definitely where you, where you... definitely a late bloomer? I did see a lot of people posting about this release, and I think I just tossed on uh, a like I listened to thirty seconds of one of the tracks and was impressed and and tossed on my considerations, um, but. Yeah, I'm kind of like looking back at the archives because I remember the Damnation No Longer Hurts, the EP from 2021. Yep. Like I saw that. That's the one I was referring to. Tons yeah. of people's like uh, tops of the year at the end of that one. Um, I think we might have put it on because that was the year that we were doing a ton of playlisting. So I'm trying to remember if we... Yeah, I have one. Like, oh yeah, I have so. one of these on. I have one track from that EP on on a playlist apparently. So, um, but yeah, I as far as like giving it a full listen yet, um, haven't haven't done that yet. So, I'm, it, it's going in semi not semi blind. I've been subtly conditioned to what I'm about to hear. In in the Bev world, you've had a a sampling. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've sniffed you've sniffed, the, you've sniffed the glass. You you swirled it in your mouth a little bit, but you haven't <laughs> swallowed have, it down. I haven't, yet. It hasn't I haven't bought a full bottle and had had a night to myself just doing that. <laughs> Sweet, um, cool. Well, I guess you want to just run the track, and then we'll we'll see who who do we have calling in afterwards. We have Nate, Nate. calling in. Cool. Maybe Nate can tell us what this abbreviation stands for. Probably something badass or something really normal. Yeah. Should, One I, or two. should I ask chat GBT? What's the most likely? No, I won't do that. Uh, let's play the track and and hopefully Nate will be in the call by the time that we're done. Um, this is Rejoice. Let's check it out.
I just imagined that track being played live and mm-hmm. those, those stops where it's like, Ding, and then it's just like, that's just a fantastically written track. Dude, you should, I highly encourage you just listen to this album in full and it, it ta- it's taking you for a ride, man. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something special. And I don't say that often. It's just, this is something, especially because it's not like, it's something I enjoy, but it, t- it takes me a while to like really crack the code on bands like this because they're pulling from such different areas. Like I really have to think uh, about like what's going on. But once, once it, once the formula is in my head, it's like an addiction. I just can't get enough. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I'm, there's definitely like tons of like punk aspects and like D beach shit. But then there was like, even in the beginning, there was like almost like, I feel like I'm being transported to like something from like a very European kind of like, Oh, bollocks. Like, I don't know, like some kind of like just a getting thrown around in the back alley by a bunch of like punks. Was I was thinking more of the Hundred Years' War between France and England, but yeah, sort maybe of the same that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, and just perfect timing, we got Nate on the call. Thanks for joining us, man. Oh, you're muted. He had the audio on, and then I think he actually muted. Maybe I can ask you to unmute. I think it's working now. We got yes, it. it is. <laughs> Perfect. There we go. Sorry, it's first time using AirPods for a Zoom meeting. That's okay. Thanks for joining us, man. No problem. So uh, we just listened to uh, Moti. Is that is or M O T I off of uh, yeah, the yeah. record? Um, I think the first question that's obvious is like, do you know what that stands for, or is, or we love to yeah. uh, uh, to brainstorm ourselves? Uh, you're welcome to brainstorm. It it, it is a uh... It's a massacre of the innocents. Uh, mm. It's a, a thing that our drummer who wrote that song uh, found one day when he was just like trolling through Wikipedia. It's a reference to uh, uh, in the Bible when Jesus is born and uh, Herod or whoever has all of the children under a certain mm. age in Israel killed. Uh, it's that it's a reference to that. That's the name of the event. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, Nate, uh, really appreciate you, uh, calling in to, to talk with us tonight. Um, before we get into it, uh, can you just, I guess, give yourself more of a proper intro and what you do in the band? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, so my name's Nate. I, uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio. I sing and rejoice, uh, playing a couple other bands, book some shows and stuff. Uh, I write a zine now with my friend Schwa called Mandate of Hardcore. That's about it. Sick. Um, Jack, I'm I'm sure you got many questions for Nate as this was oh, yeah. one of your top picks. So um I'm I'm a I'm gonna hand it over to you. Yeah. So uh as I said uh, earlier before we, we played the track, I I love Vlad, I love DGR. I'm really happy that the focus like right now, cause I feel like 2021 was a big year for like Cleveland and Ohio and like what's going on in Columbus. And now that's shifting back to that direction again. So I'm really fucking yeah, stoked yeah. on that. Um, and I was earlier, uh, before, uh, we hopped on the call, I was doing a comparison contrast 
from this record to Damnation No Longer Hurts. Sure. Uh, and just trying to see what's changed. I knew, I've realized something changed in it, and I couldn't put my finger on it. I think, and I'm going to speak in analogies, it might be super confusing, but when I, when Damnation No Longer Hurts to me is like a ravaged animal being unleashed from a cage. Like you pull the cage door up and it runs out into the woods, demolishing shit. This record is like someone who has like the, like holding the chains or grabbing life by the horns, like the person that has the power. Like you, you're not just like it's not like a hectic animal just all like doing whatever it, it like is in his biology to do. You like very coordinated, powerful, dominating force that's just like analogy. taking us on a journey. And <laughs> I, yeah, and I, I, yeah. So I, I really wanted to see like if you could just tell us like what you think the differences are between those two records. I feel like it's really stark once you do a comparison contrast because both are good but like this one's just like on a completely different level to me i i appreciate that i don't think that's uh an inaccurate analogy uh on either count i think part of it has to do with like the subject matter and the nature of it uh damnation no longer hurts is uh pretty explicitly about me coming to terms with having grown up in a super religious environment recognizing that i am in fact not religious, don't ascribe to any of those things that I thought, and in turn think that they are harmful uh, to society at large, as I think like all organized religion tends to be like, you can believe kind of what you want to believe, but the structure of religion, and then incorporating that structure into a governing body that would govern uh, people who don't ascribe to your beliefs, I think always is a problem and creates uh, hostile environments for the people who are not part of the, uh, the people in charge. Um, and so I think that because of that and like starting to write that record, um, like part of the reason that I, my beliefs changed were because I had a friend who died, um, who was like part of the church that I was at or whatever. And it, it was a mm. whole thing. But so I would say that writing the content of that, I was, on a back leg in a, in a fight or flight type of mentality. Mm. And, and so I think that there's an element of that. Um, and in turn, we as a band had like no concrete identity when it came to like the way that we sounded or any of the mm. stuff we were doing when we were writing. So we were really fleshing out a lot of like things about that band at the time. The first song that we wrote for, for that EP was, uh, prisoner of the divine mind and it was like very out of left field compared to what we had tried to do originally which is much worse and i hope no one listens to um <laughs> so I, I think it is kind of like all over the place in the way that you described because we were all over the place trying to figure out what what sticks what's not what what works uh and then all heaven's luck i think as songwriters were significantly better than we were when we wrote that first ep and then in turn i think content wise like what makes up that record is a lot more focused and it's uh i think rather than responding to hurt uh it is a pointed attack at a thing that mm -hmm. i detest and loathe which is capitalism and what it inflicts on society at large every time uh and so because of that i think it's a lot more directed uh which makes it feel better structured i think also we just like figured out what we were good at and what we weren't good at and we also sent that one off uh to jordy 
who does Soulcraft Audio at Richmond. He's in uh, mm. uh, MAD, and he's in. Yep. He was in Dead and Dreaming. He did like the Killing Pace record, which is one of my favorite EPs that's come out in the last ten years. Um, and so he really like kind of figured out what we were about and then like helped us helped push that even further. So I just think everybody was at the top of their game when we were recording and then we sent it to the people who were good at what they were doing. Yeah. Like the stars lined up and I, I have to say, like, I feel like this record just I guess in summation of all my ramblings, it's like y'all are the master of your fucking domain now. That's what it is. Thank you. That's very <laughs> y'all, kind of y'all are owning it. And then the stars have lined up to make everything possible. Um, the other thing I guess I was going to com- do, I don't think we've done this before, but I want to do like a combined question with what Spencer said before you hopped on as far sure. as like what you're pulling from, because to me, if I had to I compare it, cause like you guys have a unique sound, but I think mm-hmm. in terms of like modern bands, I can hear a little bit of candy in some of the tracks. I, I can That's definitely can hear like first LP candy. I can hear, uh, with some of your label mates, Rabbit, I can hear some some Rabbit going on in there. I feel sure. like y'all be a good pairing together. Mm-hmm. But Spencer also brought up that like there's flourishings of stuff that like maybe if you're a big fan of Iron Lung Records and like of the D beat stuff, there's definitely mm-hmm. something that could pique your interest there too. So like, mm-hmm. what is, what is in the concoction that is Rejoice? <laughs> sure, uh, Candy is spot on. That's one we directly referenced when we were thinking about some of the songwriting and thinking about like the mix and stuff. It's p- specifically uh, Lust for Destruction, which is my favorite yeah. Candy track. Uh, and then. Uh, one of the other main ones is Young and in the Way. I know, canceled band, whatever, whatever. But I will cop to it. I know what we're about. Uh, I love black and roll, that style of black metal mm-hmm. in particular, where they'll cut in. Um, and if if I shouldn't talk about that band, then it's something like Craft, their record Void. It's like 2011. Uh, it's got like those black and roll parts where it's it goes from something blasty directly into like a two like a four on the floor or a two step or something. And I yeah. I love when black metal does that. Uh, we also really love Power Trip. That's like a, another main point of reference. So there's like thrash riffs all over that record because I I came up on thrash. Uh, so did Braden, our drummer, and and Tom too. Uh, mm. and we we listened to Nightmare Logic a lot, and I was just like really thinking about like Soul Sacrifice and and some of my favorite Power Trip parts and a way to make something like that happen like temple of the worm kind of has moments that are reminiscent of executioner's tag i was gonna say when i when i was listening to that leaving the gym today i thought like this sounds so fucking metallic in a way that only really power trip could do it but like you've siphoned some of that into mm. their war just sounds monstrous and yo do young and in the way doesn't get talked about obviously because like of, of whatever happened to that shit but like that was a good sure. like Band they rock. had some root and like they were somewhat local to me, like from being from Southwest Virginia, they're from North Carolina. Yeah. And like that shit was badass as fuck. Like I, yeah. I'm glad that you're pulling from something like that. Cause I don't really, I don't think anything on uh, in America, I know there's some UK bands and some Japanese bands that are pulling from mm-hmm. that, but like no, no, nothing stateside like y'all, except for y'all are really pulling from like the black and roll, like yeah. the, the eighth rate, nine adjacent stuff, things that are in that, that, that dark demented world. And so I, I, I yeah. Um, yeah that's like those are like our big three i think yeah uh i wanted to jump in here uh nate first off to give you kudos because i realized that you guys dropped this uh record on my birthday january 5th so shout out to hell yeah it was for you we were thinking about that thank you (laughs) i i knew there was something special um but you know with that being said you know it's been like a a few weeks since you guys have dropped it obviously there's going to be the online uh reception reactions to people but uh, how many shows have you guys gone to play 
uh, and like play these songs live since putting it out? Zero. Uh, we just announced a record release show. It's in March. Uh, we like played a lot of these songs in the fall, uh, knowing that the record was going to come out. We've kind of been sitting on it for a little bit, which is okay. Uh, we're not a band that's like super prolific when it comes to releasing material. And that's kind of by choice. Uh, but we, we played like, uh, the DGR showcase. We played a lot of the songs on the record and then, uh, at flyover fest, which was kind of, we weren't really supposed to play. Uh, but then, happenstance because bib had to drop james knew that we were playing like an after show there so he was like would you guys hop on we were like sure uh we played him there but we we haven't played anything since it came out which we are looking forward to doing yeah who's on your uh record release show in march uh, uh it's hold my own bad beat discontent cost of dying and then a band from cleveland called dogs run free it's a it's like a collide record show i don't know if you're familiar with that label but no, it's no. uh it's a combination Columbus Detroit thing that my friend Jaden and some of his friends do. Uh, it's usually like uh, very in line with a lot of like the Detroit shit, like uh, never ending game is their bags, cool. uh, a lot of stuff like that. Um, but Jaden hit me up, asked if we wanted to to hop on this show and the venue where I was hoping to kind of book a, a release show has been booked out through like June because people seem to be very interested in playing our little laundromat now, which is a, a, a both a blessing and a curse. Um, so we we decided that we would ask if that could be like a, a record release show for us. So it worked out. Sick. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to to seeing um, how that turns out. Like that's a badass lineup. Like with bands that have yeah. had really awesome releases in the last little while too. Yeah, I agree. I really like Hold My Own and, and Bad Beats records a lot that they just put out. The uh, the Bad Beat demo in particular is like pretty much my lane. Like uh, I listen to a lot of things that sound like Rejoice and, and like that black and stuff. But if I'm not doing that, it's usually a lot of like fast, a lot of two step stomp parts, right. side to sides. Yeah. Um, I guess like one of the last questions that I have before we let you go, Nate, is um, obviously the artwork is um, very striking. Um, more so in yeah. the sense of like stylistically, it's not what a lot of bands uh, rush to when it comes to how they're going to mm-hmm. package their records. So like, do you want to talk to me about the artists, um, like kind of how, because I, I imagine when you do like a digital art, you're like, oh, like I, I'm not really vibing with this little detail in the background. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of that. But when you paint something, it's kind of like the paint's yeah. on the fucking canvas. Mm-hmm. So. So uh, the artist who painted it is the same lady who painted the Damnation No Longer Heard CP. Her name is Simona Celli. Uh, she's uh, an Italian lady who lives in Spain, I think, or a Spanish lady who lives in Italy. One of the two, but I'm pretty sure she's Italian. Uh, but it just so happens our, our drummer does like the bulk of our merch and he does all of our layouts and everything. So like if you look at the insert for the record or the back or anything like that, he did all of that. Um he had been following her for, for quite a while. And when we were thinking about doing the art for that first EP, um, he was like, I actually really like this lady. I like the work that she does. I think it kind of ties into the way we sound now. And we all agreed. So we, we had commissioned her for that. And then on this one, um, we, I had been following her on Instagram ever since because I really like her paintings as well. And I had seen the art that would be the art for the record. She had posted it. It's something she had painted a while ago. And when we were writing the songs, cause I wrote, uh, a, a bunch of the songs for the record and then Elder Nate, who also is in the band, he plays guitar. He wrote a bunch of the songs for the record. So did Brayden. Um, I saw that painting and I had been thinking about some of the things we'd been writing and passing around. Uh, cause we started writing it like two years ago. Uh, and I thought that it really fit 
what we were going to write about. And so Braden just emailed her and we just bought it outright because we were just like, this suits it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny when a band discovers an artist and does it for one release. And then it's just like, it's almost less pressure for the next release when you can kind of Mm -hmm. go to the same place. And obviously if um, you're able to have some kind of connection pieces, uh, whether there's Mm -hmm. like some kind of subtle tie-ins of colors or like different yeah. little uh icons or anything like that but you mm-hmm. know you guys had this one a little easier where it's like oh this is already done we just need to license it so <laughs> yeah we've been thinking about it because uh another band i'm in and love does the same thing we we usually work with julia Sobaleva. she's an illustrator from the uk and Ilya, uh who plays guitar in that band and he does like all the art and everything has really influenced the way that i think about art and stuff for bands um and like that through line of like having a cohesive visual narrative that's going to associate your work uh with itself and and so i had been thinking about that when Braden suggested we go back to simona again mm-hmm. what what do you play in end love i didn't know you played i play bass play yeah bass. yeah i play bass yeah have you ever sang in this project without socks and shoes like that's not my bag uh (laughs) no that's 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 all joey i i wear boots because i end up kicking people a lot so uh you know what i I gotta be barefoot i mean i I gotta have a little bit more defense uh on on my feet (laughs) that's fair fair enough well uh nate uh i'm very excited to uh I haven't dug into this full record yet myself, but I'm excited to do that. Especially the fact that, you know, I'm a big riff head myself and I'm kind of, yeah, yeah. Jack, I'm a little upset that you didn't include the temple of the worm. If there's like some clear power trip ties, but I'll, I'll put that. Oh yeah. That one's, that one's got at least, at least three power trip riffs in it. Okay. Sign me up. Um, obviously yeah. <laughs> the links for the record and anything uh, rejoice related will be in the description. And, uh, but is there anything you want to shout out or plug before we let you go? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so in addition to playing in rejoice, I play in end love. I play in a band called sour. Uh, I play in a slept on band called snitch bastard Judas. Cause we don't ever do anything. Uh, <laughs> I also do, do that zine. I talked about mandate of hardcore, which we just put out a, our first issue, we're going to have some print copies. If you're interested in zines, you can find that on Instagram or WordPress. Uh, and then uh, Columbus Hardcore Events, if you are in the state of Ohio, that's where we usually book uh, our shows that we do in the city, usually at the laundromat that everybody's now familiar with, uh, or follow DGR, uh, the best record label in the world. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Jack, you have anything else for Nate? Uh, no, I can just say, uh, let us all rejoice in this record and all praises <laughs> to praise DGR. Be. Praise be. Yeah, praise, praise be, be to, to the DGR cherub for sure. The DGR cherub gets all the praises. That's the only angel that I believe in. <laughs> yes. Perfect shit. Uh, Nate, thanks for joining us today and, uh, we'll chat with you soon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Take care, man.
First double of the episode, Jack, who did we hear first there? We heard the thing of the word starts with an M. Monolithic, maybe. Monolith. <laughs> the maestros? Of Moth? I don't know. I think monolith might be the word. I think okay. that's what I'm thinking. The monoliths of uh, Split Knuckle. Uh, the track was Gutter Thoughts off of Breathing Through the Wound. That came out, I think it was a split release between Northern Unrest and Days. Uh, that was some really relentless shit. I liked 
the pairing of the two different vocalists on there that one had that the higher register was more like karma like and they had a death metal one and i was watching your faces all these like stop and starts and just like switch hey, ups there that shit was like <laughs> damn have have we gone into all that remains territory that shit's crazy dude it's it's so insane and you know what <sighs> The album art's kind of a little scary. It does, and you, you know what? That, isn't there an All That Remains album art that looks similar? Not like exactly similar, but isn't there something that that, that is resembles that a little bit? <laughs> uh, I think you're referring to what? Not the blue one. Um, I'm trying to remember from back in the day. It. Uh, oh, Overcome. It's the one with like, Maybe. yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like the red. It well, yeah, same same Pantones for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But when I saw this split knuckle um, release, I was like, "This is a this this is artwork that scares me. This seems like yeah. straight out of like a very deep cut manga of an anime." And it's like yeah. the the main character like embracing the inner like demon mm-hmm. with swords. Like <laughs> it was like it's menacing. And I say that Dude. with my chest. Yeah. Um, One thing I'd like to add on that real quick is yes. my last thing where we uh, move on to yours. I don't know if you saw they're playing uh, the Northern Unrest the Northern Unfest, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen the announcement for that? Yes, I did see that. I, Dude. I'm blanking on who is all on it at the moment. I'll mention some of the big hitters. The Division of Mind, Whispers, right. Big Cheese, Demonstration of Power, Sanction, Despise, Split Knuckle, of course, who we just played, and a bunch of other really great bands. Like that's That is a scary day in the pit. That is a... <laughs> that really is... Like, I feel like there'd be insurance companies there for any Americans that are coming over there and be like, hey, it's your last chance. Uh, you can get free healthcare here, but if you get hurt and it lasts longer than your trip, you might need some insurance when you get back. Dude, that is a scary day in the pit, is like the quote of this episode. <laughs> Fuck yeah. A That's scary about, day in the pit. Uh, Tell me about yours. I'm very intrigued to know about okay. the band. So right after we played uh, a band called Agonize, uh, the track is called Demons on Eleven off of the EP Demons on Eleven. This is a band from Savannah. Um, I mm, found okay. out about this band because uh, Hosian, who, uh, who used to drum in Vatican, has been filling in for... Uh, vein and uh, Flushwater, I believe, um, mm. just posted this out of nowhere and was like, new Savannah band. And the artwork was like, I couldn't help but not... It had my attention fully because it's a dude just peeling off his flesh from his face. Um, yeah. And I checked it out, liked what I heard, and I don't... I can't recall... It's been a long time since there's been a... a sav- a Savannah feature on the show. So I was like, this makes sense. And uh, it's funny how we, I don't know if you did it intentionally to put the split knuckle scary artwork with the agonized artwork. 
side by side. I did not mean that, but you know what? It it was meant to be, I suppose, because it makes sense looking at him. That, that uh, that's like a a villain crossover like episode of a show where it's like split knuckle versus agonize, and they just like battle it out for three episodes. Kind of like the the King Kong versus Godzilla, yes, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're creating the hardcore monster verse with these uh, with these releases. Um, yeah, this uh, this EP, it's fucking it's fucking banging. So I, uh, if you like what you heard for Agonize, check it out. Also, I didn't realize that there was a music video for. I believe it's that track. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, at least from the footage, it's just the guys from the band just ripping around in Savannah on like, like a dirt, not a dirt bike. What's the, uh, like an ATV just ripping around. It has, it has like a, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen an ATV in a hardcore music video since, uh, since Ingrown. So reset Mm. the clock, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's, I guess it's something that you do down there. It's, Savannah is one of the few places I haven't been to in Georgia. So maybe I need to go see them there or just take a little pop in and a little visit. Yeah. Um, speaking of places that you're very well aware of, that's where your next pick is going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm taking it back to home base, man. Um, uh, my friends in Dimension Six, they put out a promo. Uh, shortly before their appearance at FYA Fest. Uh, if Spotify will behave, I'll be able to pull everything up here. Uh, the track is called Not the Same. And, and it's it's what it's what you, you, you should expect. If you liked the the demo that came out last year, it's a it's a step up from that. Uh, they more chops. Uh, the D6 intro kicks ass but the the not the same track is 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 perfect um i see them all the time or as much as i can uh and i was fortunate to be down there at fya when they uh played and they whooped ass um it's uh i'm just glad to see people from my neck of the woods succeeding and also just refreshing to see more of the normal hardcore so your straightforward, no bullshit reels, just harder, hardcore, mm-hmm. you know, just like you're, you're in there, you're moshing, you're saying some, some, some real shit and you're, you're, you're popping out of there. You're not overstaying your welcome. Um, have you given this a listen yet? Or are you going to be fresh eared? No, this was the only track that I also had on my considerations, but I just knew full well that you were going to you know plug plug the whole yeah, town yeah. so i uh yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah out of everything else this was the one that was like really vibing uh with it and uh yeah d6 style have they coined that they they need to do something with that i'm sure they'll coin something of that sort i feel like Kim, i, I want to see like, dimension comes... 6 play the 6 d6 in toronto with influx is that what it's? Is that the name? Is that like a the nickname? The six? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what does that? What does it mean though? What does that mean? That's a, honestly okay. Here we go. Hey, um, I've never heard that before, so I'm. I'm so the reason now. Toronto is called the six 
is because the six municipalities making up the Metro Toronto before they were all joined in 1998. Uh. Thank you, Google. But it's also the thing that Drake says in a lot of his songs. So, Okay. okay. Fair enough. Well, you know, I hope they make it up there someday. L- listen. And yeah, we, we learn about new music and why places are called what they're called on this podcast. But D6 in the six would be uh, very serendipitous. I'm also trying to manifest some international uh, features um, in addition to merch shit. I was going to ask one other thing. Yeah. Uh, so I might have one more thing to add. When, when is it? Do you know when this episode is dropping? Is it uh, be like Friday. next week? Oh, Friday. Yeah. Okay. Uh pretty sure it's this sunday uh their drummer tyler's 30th birthday so happy tyler i will happy see you birthday, tyler i will see you at flying panther at the show and it'll be badass and this dude has been in so many bands he's literally i think if i had to like draw like a, a graph or like some sort of data chart i'm pretty sure he's been in 50% of the bands that have existed since I started going to shows, like both in the indie and emo realm and in hardcore. So he's carrying on his back, man. <laughs> so respect to him. Respect. And let's show some respect to the rest of Dimension Six. This track is called Not the Same. Let's run it. Yeah. 
we're not because Dimension 6 is built different. That is very true. Yeah. 100% true. And you know what? Uh, going into your next pick, I put these two next to each other for a reason because to me, respect both of the, p- the people that make up both these bands and it's both real deal hardcore. So tell me tell me about what, you, what we got cooking next. So we got a band from Atlanta, Georgia uh, called True Name. Good friend of Scope Exposure and just good friend in general to me and I'm sure to Jack as well. Um, Luke it started this straight edge band and it fucking rips. Um, I was, I've been a big fan of a lot of Luke's, um, band, bandigans. That's, that's saying band and shenanigans in one. Um, and I, yeah, so I've been fucking with deal, deal with it, but to see, it's almost like when you see someone who's like very to the T straight edge and then they're like, mm. they finally get to start that project where it's all yeah. that. It's like, okay, you got, you got to finally scratch the itch. Um, the, these are three songs that just um, absolutely rip. I love the, um, and I'll talk, we'll talk, cause Luke's is gonna, he's on the call and we're just waiting to let him in here. But I'm, that's a Star Wars logo. The fucking like bend for the name on the demo, that's Star Wars font. That's Star Wars crawl to a T, bruh. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I didn't think about that, but you're you're certainly right. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm pretty sure he's a Star Wars dude. Yeah. So Yeah, no death sticks. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, dude. Yeah. Good reference. So um you want to just play the track and then we'll let Luke in and we can keep chatting? Yeah, yeah. I want to get Luke in here, yeah. Okay, word. So here is True Name. The track we're going to be checking off off the demo is Shut Me Out. You quit the So we can save everybody else in So we can play with one's got
Some real deal shit. I like how that in, the song ended too. It's just Chef's Kiss. Big Chef's Kiss. Luke. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Dude. Hello, family. Hello. This is family. We got Luke from True Name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. How are you doing, man? It's good to see you. I'm amazing. How are you? Good. How are both of you? Fantastic. Jack? Can't complain. Yeah. Yeah. Full of beans. I feel like, I, I, feel like I saw Jack recently. Jack, did I see you recently? Yeah, we ran into each other at FYA, which seems like kind of forever ago. But Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and Chattanooga. That's right. That That is also true. Yeah, so <laughs> seeing a lot of you, which is always good. Yeah, you know that. Mm-hmm. What's up? Uh, so we just listened to Shut Me Out on the first demo um we were chatting before we let you in and talk to me about like the origin aspect of this band because obviously you know you're a part of many other atlanta bands but it seems my prediction is someone who's straight edge who gets to finally do that straight edge project it's like all aspects of it are just like everything feels like glorious and it's like a long overdue. Yeah. Was that kind of the case yeah. when it comes to true name? Yeah. I'll say like true name. Uh, it's a band idea I've had for like two years. Uh, like, so the name comes from the magic card, true name nemesis. Oh, uh, okay. And, and so the, the little illustration is actually the guy, the little dude on the card, true name what? nemesis. Okay. So if you, yeah, if you that shit up. Yeah, uh, Addison from Life of Pain, uh, former bassist of Deal With It, uh, he actually uh, kind of traced it, re-illustrated it for the artwork. Dude, that is nerdy as shit. Yeah, uh, you know me. <laughs> you know um, me. <laughs> and then, um, uh, yeah, like, so I've always, of course, like literally my whole life, I've wanted to do a straight edge band. Um, but you know, there's always something, usually not having a drummer is the, the main thing. Um, 
But uh, yeah, so uh, I booked a little fest in December. Not, I, I didn't want to call it a fest, but people were calling it a fest called Unity Works. And after that, I was just really inspired. Uh, just after seeing some of the bands play, I was really inspired. Um, and I finally just sat down and, and wrote this demo. And uh, uh, Andre helped me out with it uh, on the latter portion. Um, uh, we, he and I recorded everything. Uh, and then we just recruited a couple dudes from Atlanta and finally have a straight edge man. What about that show? Like really just was really resonating with you specifically. I think it's just like the community in of itself. Uh, I, I don't think any of the bands that really played were even straight edge bands now that I think about it, but it was just like the feeling of community. And like, when I think of community and hardcore, uh, straight edge is a big part of that. And, uh, uh, so I just, I was feeling the pride, you know, unity works and it creates new bands, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I want to make sure that we connect some of the nerdy shit together. Like we, we got the magic aspect of the album artwork, but like you got a star Wars crawl on, on the, the logo itself that's intentional yeah actually it wasn't oh, okay. uh uh so uh the guitarist of uh, symbiote from atlanta not sure if you'd be familiar um uh mason did the layout for it and just pitching me a few ideas you know and that looked cool uh i didn't even think star wars when i saw it but i mean i am a huge star wars head too yeah so it was cool <laughs> Yeah, unintentional, but mm -hmm. very cool. Um, have you gotten to play any shows with this band since putting it out? No, our first show is going to be March 21st in Atlanta with uh, another new band, Numskull, also playing their first show. Oh, nice. Um, which is uh, Curtis from Living in Fear playing guitar um, and, and a few others. So that'll be cool. So Andre from Living in Fear is playing with me in True Name and then Curtis is doing numb school. Yeah. Sometimes and that'll be with a uh, domain from Florida. Yeah. It'll be we very actually, cool. They were on, they're on this episode as well. They were kind of like our, uh, first track to kind of kick things oh, off. That, that new song rocks. Dude. Fuck Fucking yeah. Epic. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. It, it's funny too. I, the first show that I went to of this year, there was, um, two bands having their first sets ever. Um, it kind of, I don't know if that takes the heat off a little bit more where it's like, not like, oh, who, who are the newbies coming into the table versus <laughs> like, oh, here, here are two new bands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, luckily, I mean, everyone from these bands has been like established doing bands in Atlanta anyways. So mm. it'll be smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm really excited just to sing some straight edge lyrics live. That's something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. See, like it seems like this came together really quickly as you were talking about. Do you have like new stuff that you're already working on when it comes to this? Yeah, project? so yeah, we we wrote and recorded this shit in like within a week. Um, and then uh, yeah, so kind of doing things in like an interesting way, at least the way we're talking about whether it plays out this way or not, I don't know, but I'm trying to do like three demos this year. Like just 
first demo, second demo, third demo, all Damn. 2023. Uh, just, I think it'd be cool. Uh, three demos and, for three and, X's. Yeah, it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and so we'll see if it plays out that way. Uh, there's been talks about other stuff too, but but as of right now, that's kind of what we're thinking. Okay. And I've already got like half of the second demo written. Dude, so you, like, just get just get cooking. You've already cooked the first course. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Uh, um, people seem to like it too, which is always cool. Uh, I want to thank uh, Armageddon Records is putting out tapes for it so that's really exciting uh josh is somebody i've always wanted to work with on stuff so i think one of the last things that i'll ask before i pass it uh to jack um if they have any questions but like as far as like atlanta like straight edge stuff that's like current day because obviously there's um stuff from the past but like are you guys a little bit on an island do you feel or is there other people who are have the same viewpoint. Yeah, it's that's kind of interesting because I feel like Atlanta, because of obviously earlier stuff, it's pretty known for being a good straight edge scene. Yeah. But uh over the last several years, it's been it's been relatively quiet. There's been a few bands pop up, you know, here and there. Uh I gotta show respect to, you know, some bands like Sterilize a couple years ago. That was a straight edge band um and then currently there's another new straight edge band with a demo coming out soon named identity shock which is kind of the same people that were in sterilized as oh, well okay. so cool so definitely want to show respect to that um there's quite a few new straight edge kids coming around um or kids who are getting inspired by uh some of some of the older people in the scene Mm. uh to claim straight edge uh i want to shout out uh jay williams from from 18th amendment i had a a young a younger kid in the scene come to me the other day and talking about how he plans on going sober him and his partner plan on going sober whether that means straight edge or not who knows you know but uh and he specifically shouted out how how jay inspired him so i i want to shout that out yeah for sure Dude, I not being an edgeman, I can only imagine how it feels to make music that is coming from that kind of like moral standing and having someone who wants to change their life as well because they got inspired by the music. Like that shit's very, very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Especially when like uh maybe for some people it's not even inspired by the music. It's just inspired by seeing how you've operated and seeing how you lived. You know, mm. that's, that's, that speaks really strong volumes. Jack, where, where, where's your head at when it comes to true name shit? Well, really, you kind of touched on a lot of what I wanted to say, but I, I do want to pick a little bit more about just like the straight edge, uh, importance of like be straight edge right now. And I was just going to ask you, Luke, like, Sometimes when I'm on stage and I'm talking about like the the importance of like sobriety or someone else in my band's talking about like the importance of being straight edge and like what it's done for them. Do you do you think like the the pandemic crowd that came in and like all the younger kids that are currently going to shows in Atlanta uh, are really receptive to the idea of, of straight edge? Because I feel like before the pandemic, it wasn't really 
there were certainly straight edge bands that were like around uh, around and they're still around from that period but like i feel like it wasn't something that was the end thing to do or the cool our cool thing to talk about i feel like the people that were straight edge like kind of kept it under the rug almost like it wasn't like a, a vital part of like who they were uh and it was wasn't something it seemed like was talked about a lot but do you think that's changing now and do you think i guess like the current crop of young kids are more receptive to that idea uh, of straight edge at least in atlanta so i feel like atlanta ju- judging from of course I, I travel a lot and i go to a lot of other music scenes and i see and you know of course i see videos on the internet and stuff uh but atlanta i feel like is a little different because i feel like a lot of those post i i hate to say it, like post-covid kids you know uh, a lot of them are like, I don't want to say a lot. I've, I've seen some that are here for a party, not for, yeah. not for hardcore, you know, like the spectacle um, of it really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, like band has a crazy show sells no merch, you know, because they're not there for the bands. They're just there for rage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I don't want to say that's like all kids, obviously, obviously there's some who've come in who are real. You know, but uh, Atlanta has been interesting because I feel like we haven't had much of that just like post COVID crowd. Mm. Uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of our makeup is the people who have been here. Um, Mm. I mean, we have young kids, of course, you know, you're always going to have your young kids. But I don't feel like we had some massive burst of new kids following COVID and straight edge while uh, while we haven't really had bands stuff I, I haven't really seen any kids be uh despondent or um unreceptive to sh- straight edge you know yeah because i, I kind of think it's important to like especially just given like the makeup of a lot, a lot of a lot of bands sound like you and i have like pretty diverse tastes when it comes into hardcore and there's i think right now it's like dominated by a lot of like either like the death metal crossover stuff or like really heavy moss shit. And I, I think it's good to have bands, you know, like I was telling Spencer before this, like there's a reason I put the, the, the dimension six track right before the uh, true name track. It's because it's, it's too like died in the wool, like hardcore, just like how it's supposed to be bands that have like, it's just straight up message, um, you know? And I think that it's important that a band like yours exists that you like that you're, talking about straight edge that it's forward facing like it's not like oh we are a band and we are straight edge and we sometimes talk about it like it's very front and center and in in like the imagery and so i just want to say respect to that and hopefully that this influences a lot more people to get on board man because i want to see some more like regular hardcore some more faster shit some like some real deal shit you know what i mean yeah absolutely thank you i really appreciate that and shout out dimension six that band rocks too i enjoyed moshing for them at fya yeah, dude, the set was fucking sick. Yeah. The, the Never Had It cover was sick, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we let you go, Luke, anything coming down the pipe for this project or anything else uh, that you're working on that you want to plug or shout out? Uh, Like I said, True Name, trying to get a few demos out this year. <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, Deal With It is recording a new EP next month. We actually recorded it last month as five new songs uh we recorded it last month but we kind of did it diy by ourselves it's not bad but um we feel like we're kind of uh we just see more potential in what we can get out of it Mm -hmm. then so we're we're gonna re-record it 
uh, in March with the same person who did our last EP. Don't be surprised. Oh um, yeah. That's which is good. exciting. Cause that, that EP sounds massive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very excited. How has and then, uh, and then, yeah, uh, Atlanta, uh, cool, cool things coming up in Atlanta. Um, gigs, uh, <laughs> that's, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. We love to see it. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout for two more X's of, of demos from true name. I, I'm I'm going to try to hold you to that because I feel like that would be the name. Another straight edge band. Who's done three demos. True name. Uh, stop and think first two demos is a, is, is a great record, but you know, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, three is three in one year is just crazy. Yeah. But I, I think it's possible. If, if the fact that yeah. you did it so quick in January, you, you got some time. Yeah. Of course that was really, really focused inspiration. Like, like on a whim, like it, it was a perfect storm really. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll get that a few more times. <laughs> you know, lo- lots of hardcore to, uh, to be had in the year to come. So, um, yeah. dude, thanks for taking some time out of your night to, to chat with us and, uh, really, really excited for this new project for you. It's, uh, awesome. Thank you. It feels very authentic to you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you all for having me. Uh, love talking to both of you. Any chance I get. Of course. Need to need to all do right, another Pokemon deep dive episode, Luke. But uh, uh, Oh, hey, anytime. <laughs> Even though Scarlet and Violet suck, but you know. I Okay, thanks for saying it because I put off playing that for a long ass time and then I finally picked it up. I'm like, I wasn't missing much. Dude, those frame rates, I just, no. Oof. Major oof. How are you how are you literally the biggest IP in the world? <laughs> and you and you and you dropped that. Yeah. Major Insane. fumble of the ball. Uh I'm gonna send I'm gonna give a quick plug to Jordan, who's on the call, who produces the podcast. He put me onto this thing called uh Poku Doku. Have you heard about that? Poku Doku. Uh, I'm not. It's essentially like you know how like Wordle, you kind of um, uh, you have like a daily thing that you have to do. So it's a yeah. it's like a three by three square, and then up top, it'll have like either like a typing or a region or some kind of like specific thing, and then on the side, it's the same thing. So you kind of have to line it up. So oh, I'm, cool. I'm looking at today's, and it's uh, I feel like you get a kick out of it. So I'm I'm gonna yeah DM I'm, it to I'm you literally right gonna look it up as soon as we get off of this. <laughs> yeah, you let me know what score you get. But um, dude, good, good to see you, and uh, we'll chat with you soon. Of course. All right, thank you guys. See ya. Thank you, man. Luke Cave, everybody.
Who did we hear first of that double, Jack? We heard the band Heatseeker from Poland. Uh, and the track that we put, picked was Confession off of Illusion of Will. Um, this is a band that I've been paying attention to. And I just like feel, obviously you have like the being from like Central Europe, difficult to get like an audience over in the u.s but i feel like they deserve more attention at their home base too i feel like there's like a very underrated band that's doing a style of like punk leaning hardcore that's just fucking smacks man it's fucking really really good and yeah i just needed to showcase that shit man yeah and i liked, what I, that. liked what i heard um seems like their uh their ep cover has some uh Seems like something that you would buy as a print off of like and I don't mean this in a in a in a mean way, but it seems like something you would get off of like Etsy. But like I was thinking more of like what's the the shit uh when you go to like a psychologist's office and they show you like the ink blot test? What's that called? Oh <laughs> what is that called? Uh ink blot? Yeah, there's like a name for it though. Uh, the uh, like Rorschach test. Rorschach, yeah, Rorschach, Rorschach test. test. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like it'd be like uh something you'd see on Facebook, be like how many faces are really in this, <laughs> and like what kind <laughs> of faces do you see? It's like, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, trick question. It's Heat Seeker, and then they start playing. It's like an interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, after that. We listened to a band from another band from South Florida, uh, Moment of Truth. Uh, the track is called Ingesting Oxidized Uranium, which is just, if we're going to use letters, let's use all like the really obscure, high value Scrabble ones. Um, this is a band, I remember a couple years ago when they put out their their last dp 
2022. I saw that many times, and I kept forgetting how heavy that band was. Because, like, the cover, and I, like, listened to a couple songs, and I was like, oh, okay, this is heavy. But when I heard these, there's, like, there's, like, ass, this is an ass beater track, and then there's, this is, this is ass beating music. And mm. I was blown away by these promos, um, by this promo, I should say. Um, I was kind of torn between, you know, the, the promo has an intro and then these two main tracks. I was, I was tempted to do the uh, many ops terminated because that's just like an epic song name. But the ending has like some sample of someone being interviewed was like psychotic and he's just thinking about killing people and i was like this is hard um but we went for that track and it's equally as crucifying also i don't know if you were did you watch this band fya i was i think out of commission at that point i was either <laughs> ingesting lots of food or i was trying not to to pass out dude i need it but um so so just before um jumping on here i was just kind of like looking around and i saw that feet first had to set out from them and there was a timestamp to um to a point in the set that said mosh call of the year and i was like you you know me i'm a sucker for all that shit so i clicked immediately oh yeah and i think i think the singer said Let's fucking go. I have a bomb strapped to my chest and I will set it off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> holy fuck. <laughs> like, Dude, I'm not encouraging a... the aspect of bomb threats, but I think contextually speaking, it was hard. I think it's brazen, man, because even <laughs> if you know that there's not a chance that he does, if you're like sort of zoning out of the set and you hear that, you're gonna move regardless, whether it's to an exit door or into the pit. <laughs> you're going. You're going somewhere. Exactly. I mean, and now, fuck. You know something I've I've learned from the song title here because I looked it up uh, as you were talking. Mm. I think uranium oxide. Another word for it is maybe like, or it's a related to like. Yellow cake. You ever heard of yellow cake? Yes. Uh, oxidized uranium. Oh, yeah. yellow cake. Yeah, I have heard about that. Um, yeah, and it's just like, I mean, dude, it looks tasty. Like it's not <laughs> cake, but it looks like something I would make uh, into like a a muffin mix or something like that, you know. But I did. I heard that term thrown around for like every now and then during like. I think there was a Dave Chappelle bit from a long time ago that mentioned yellow cake. And I was like, wait, why are you, why are you talking about the dessert? And then I'm like, oh shit, never mind. This is like the deadly shit that makes your like limbs fall off or your liver explode or some shit. Yeah. And so it's like, how much so they're ingesting yellow cake and it will fucking kill them. So it's really not too far off from having a bomb strapped to your te- yeah. chest, really. Uh, once this pulverized ore is dried and filtered, what's left is a coarse powder that is often yellow, but can also be other colors depending on the remaining impurities. At this stage, it is called yellow cake and contains 80% to 90% pure uranium. 
Yeah, I do not want to snack on that. No, thank you. I know it's the same color as one of my favorite. Uh, I guess what would you call it? Favorite carbs? A corn muffin. I would <laughs> like to make that into a corn muffin, cornbread muffin. That'd be pretty dope. Next time I'm eating a corn muffin, I'd be like, "There's no uranium in this, right?" And I'm sure I'm going <laughs> to get some looks. Um, it's good to ask, man. You, the proliferation ask. of nuclear arms is accelerating, and it's going to keep accelerating, brother. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's keep it cooking. You got a, uh, we got a few more here to go through. I need to take a small break to get my charger and blow my nose before okay. I snot all over you. But I will give you a little bit of a, a hint. I think this is going. Have you listened to this yet? No. This is going to be your favorite track. I already, I already know. Okay. I think it's going to be tough with uh, whatever the fuck I played uh, with like the last man out stuff and maybe like the rejoice track. But like this is very up the alley as far as riff lord level. I think it's pretty good. Okay. You've really hyped up this track. I'm really excited because uh, this is going in full no idea zone as far as what you're bringing to the table. This is a band called Cross of Disbelief. Named, you know, they're named after an All Out War track or album. I think it's a track. Pretty sure. I'll check. I'm gonna double you. check that. Yeah, please check. But <laughs> it is a Hudson Valley band. Uh, I believe it came out on one of the poppin' labels right now. I think it is Ephra. Yeah. Yeah. Ephiria or, or whatever. <laughs> I think we've struggled with that name before. <laughs> but it, it, dude, it's, it's an a all out war track, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to, you, you get where they're pulling from. Uh, um, And I just think this is going to sh- shake you at your foundations, man. I feel like if you fuck with the heavy and the riffage all out war, provides both of that and if you're pulling from that well that 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 scary monstrous well you're gonna you're gonna give a good track uh i think there is 30 seconds of a sample in the beginning so just let that 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 seep into your to your head and then just prepare yourself and then it's gonna yeah so just strap in man that's all i can tell you all right i'm strapped i'll have a seatbelt in this chair but i'll uh figuratively do that um how do you say this song name Oh, uh, dude, I think it was Eustacia. That's how I would say it. Uh, okay. It's the second track off of the self-titled EP. Um, yeah, Eustacia. Okay. Yeah. I'm, you've really hyped this up, so if I don't think it'll come crashing down, but... There's no way it could. There's no I feel way. like it, it has to hit. There's no way. All right. Let's 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 hit it uh, for the folks that are unaware. Cross of Disbelief from Hudson Valley. Let's check it out. Oh, what I'm going to do to you. First, I'm going to tear your lips out. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. And then, I'm gonna... Now your eyes out. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it, do 
did not disappoint <laughs> it's just <sighs> that that's a, that's a guitar band mm-hmm. you, if you're gonna uh get your namesake from all at war or a band of that ilk you gotta you gotta provide some evidence and the right. evidence is clear man yeah <laughs> they own up to it and more and this is their first release i believe so Damn. And uh, I was checking out their IG. They have, they seem to have some shows uh, coming up. I uh, believe so, yeah. Oh, okay. So their first show was on the 26th of January. Ooh, okay. Um, and yeah, with Balmora. Split yep. in half. And I'm I'm just kind of looking, but yeah. Yeah, they got some shit coming up, but fuck, dude. That was crazy. It just it also very bold of you to put a track on here with a 35 second <laughs> sample. I, yeah, yeah. It's not my I almost changed it for that reason, but like, you know, I was like, you know. Song-wise, I think this is going to keep Spencer entertained. And I just wanted to, to kind of see, like, even against, like, not against it, odd to say, like, the sample's a bad choice, but, like, sometimes samples lose people. But even with that 35 seconds, the payoff is immense. The yes. interest rate, <laughs> very high. <laughs> Through the roof. Damn. Okay. Well, I, I know what I'm listening to tomorrow morning 
on my way to 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 work. <laughs> Downloading that to my phone right now. Um, okay. Next up, this is uh my second of three Canadian picks. So we travel from Eastern Canada to the tip of Western Canada to Vancouver. Uh, we're, we're listening to a band called Don't Sweat It. Um, this is their debut demo, and this is one of the bands that I'm most excited to see at the Major League Bowl happening this weekend. Um, hmm. Technically, like, the day this, this is out, well, no, they play on the main day, so I'll be seeing them the day after on the Saturday. But the 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 interesting aspect of this band for me a lot of the members of this band play in another band that we featured here on Listen Up um, called Cleaver, which is like oh, okay. insane, over-the-top, heavy, slam, beat-down shit. And then when I learned that these guys were, you know, putting the drop-A guitars aside and maybe picking up something a little bit more traditional, um, that was perplexing, but very, very cool. I also have a lot of love for the dudes in Cleaver and and Don't Sweat It because... They are the only band as a collective that I've seen when they're playing a fest. Everyone is moshing the entire time for every single band. And I haven't seen, you don't just, that's just unheard of. Yeah. Doesn't so you're saying no one's, no one's skimping out. Everyone's yeah, ever like runs out on the field, especially going through a lot of the hold your ground sets. Like they played the Cleaver played the pre-show, but they're moshing all throughout the um the pre-show and then the main days it's actually the the drummer of cleaver got smoked by someone <laughs> at the very end of one like i think two bands before they get did and uh and this is wasn't like a oh like shake it off it was like a i gotta sit down for a set and then played another select set yourself right after. <laughs> yeah yeah um but i'm really liking what i'm hearing it's very uh it's got an old school, like just kind of very this, I guess, in addition to the true name submission is, I guess, in line with that hardcore for hardcore kind of uh, vibe that um, that we're kind of going for, or at least in some okay. of the tracks. Um, have you heard this at all? No, not really. I don't even know if honestly I am familiar with the band is this like a their first debut or am i just been sleeping no this is their first debut um they were putting out a couple we're playing a couple of shows um kind of at the very end of last year and then you know i think kind of putting this around out around the bowl they're they're playing the bowl and then they're immediately playing in edmonton uh on the sunday this coming sunday so doing a little weekend warrior shit but uh, I, I chose this track as well just because um, there's a feature from another Vancouver band called Gull, and they actually had a, a release um, as well that I wanted to feature, but again, we can only do so much uh, as far as tracks numbers. So I felt like it was if I couldn't do both bands, at least I could feature a track that had both bands that had releases. So Cheat, um, cheat code, yeah. Yeah, cheat code. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, highly recommend if you fuck with this track, go check out Don't Sweat It as well as Gall. Um, let's run it and, uh, and we'll debrief. I'm, ex- I'm curious to see what your thoughts are after, after we play this, Jack. All right. All right. Don't sweat it. What's next?
Vancouver. that is i just made a very big boomer move on my computer i'm like what in the fuck is going on <laughs> dude sometimes that happens but um I, I i like what they're going for i think i just wish the recording quality was a little bit better because like it's it's very demo like level like there's not like we, we've seen it where bands will have a demo and it's like full production mode right out the get go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I I can respect like having a uh, peel back a little bit, but there are some parts that like made like the bass and guitar sound a little bit janky, uh, which made me a little sad because this has a lot of promise to it and I like what they're going for. And I'm really more curious to s- see like a live video of like their set. Uh, from the, the the fest that they're playing and yeah. just just compare because i feel like i'm gonna enjoy that a lot and i can respect what you like it's, what you're saying about them all moshing to all the bands you know that's major respect points it's a lot of that's a lot of bonus points in my yeah. book so i'm certainly looking forward to seeing what this band does and you're gonna have to give me the deets. Cause you, are you gonna be there for like? Is it a one day thing or a two day thing? So there's a pre show on Friday, and then the main day. It's the main fest is a one day thing. So. Uh, okay. Where you hit? Are you hitting both? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're gonna have to give me the deets on that because I'm looking forward to to some of those bands, especially. I want to hear, hear what uh, the big boy reaction up oh, here there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But like, uh, I I think before we move on, like I think this style of hardcore is like not as common, especially between 
like Alberta to Vancouver. Like there are some bands, but everyone's got like a little extra something something. It's got a little bit of metallic. It's got a little bit of metalcore. It's got a little bit of thrash. It's got a little bit of, you know. But there's not as many just like straight up just hardcore bands like this. And I'm excited to see that. And I think, again, going back to the the beginning, like unexpected from kids that are writing like just straight beat down slam shit. So that is a, that is a true point. You know, I like versatility in people like that as far as like their sound. Like if you can go from like making like ass beating music to just like straight up true to the core hardcore that's sick i almost want them, that, that group of kids to just make a new band each year of a completely different style like maybe next year <laughs> like the screamo scrams route and then maybe make like a melodic band the year after just yeah. keep it going i want to see and then like deathcore and then yeah that's an interesting <laughs> I challenge i don't know about that but uh yeah sure sure um all right we got a few more left do you want to do another double and then we'll do singles of our last two because they're a little bit more unique as far as how we're playing them. Yeah, we can double it up. Um, I think it'll be interesting to double these two up. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, two quick ones, and then uh, we'll kind of get into the last two. I think we're kind of saving the best for last, at least I think on my side. But I mean, I'm pretty happy with my last track too, but this one... This one's one of my favorites and something I've been looking forward to for quite some time. So I'm happy to talk about it after okay. we double up. All right, let's double up. Um, let's double away. <laughs> I'm just, I'm realizing uh, the the album name of this next track, but I, I'll, I'll save it until we, we, we run <laughs> Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I figured you'd like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, here's two more hot ones for you.
So I will say mine first and then we'll go back. Because I realize that everything has been, you know, your pick and then my pick. So we just listened to a band called Trial Time from Winnipeg. Uh, made up of members from Withdrawal and, and friends. Um, you're on mute, by the way. But um, it's uh, this is a band that um, kind of popped up. And the big thing about anyone who's been a fan of Withdrawal knows that it's Adam Dyson on the vocals and then Joel Dyson on the guitar and the backing vocals. Adam isn't in this band, but Joel has moved to his position on the vocal side. And this man is writing, in my opinion, the most legendary Winnipeg hardcore lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) So for those that are unaware, Polo Park is a mall in the St. James vicinity of the city, which is where a lot of these hooligans reside. The fact that this man wrote the lyrics were from a dangerous place past Polo Park where people like you are scared to walk in the dark and continues on is um, so hilarious to me as being a a Winnipegger. Um, I think you're going to see a little bit more from Trial Time outside of Winnipeg because they've only played um, that beautiful city, but... Uh, I got to see Withdrawal last weekend, and they were alluding to trying to package the Withdrawal and Trial Time as a combo for, you know, fly-ins and shit like that. Um, what a fucking insane thing to combine. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say, those are two stark, starkly different bands. Yeah. And I fuck with that heavily. If I, I'll just interject. I mean, I think this is... my First of all, my, my idea of the wrong side of polo i th- I was thinking about polo ralph lauren to be quite honest with you <laughs> of course <laughs> I thought but you're wrong are, 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 you're very are wrong. well well-dressed men who like to to, to be fancy with their, <laughs> their attire but i like that it's very localized in the lyrical content and it's it's got a little attitude to it and it reminded me i think where i liked it and maybe you think the same i i hear a lot of like the living in fear cadence and mm. a lot there's a lot of that in in this it has that little bit of a swagger to it uh but unlike living in fear which i love how long their tracks are this was short sweet to the point under a minute and a half yeah um there's really only one was, giant lyrical vocal section too so yeah i just I, yeah this is this is this is cool there's only what? There's only two songs on this. It's like a two, yeah. Joel right? had mentioned that there's um, an EP to come from uh, with these two songs attached, but um, okay. as to when, I I am not at liberty to disclose those details. But um, hey, I'm I'm just happy to get more material from them. I think mm-hmm. uh, this is some cool shit. I really like the name too. It makes me think about all the strange racing games that I played, like F Zero, GX. <laughs> some of the pod racing star Wars games, just thinking about trial times. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I fuck with this. So well, a lot of, I know that we, cool little... we listened to the wrong side of polo, but the track after is actually called time trials by trial time. So it's just, again, big brain moves when it comes to the, the, the lyrical naming of songs. <laughs> um, who, who do we listen to beforehand? 
we listen to, I would say, I th- I would call them. There's chain punk and then there's egg punk. People don't like those terms. I think they're funny and I like using them and I think it's accurate too. I think the premier egg punk band of of the Midwest, Bib, uh, and they released a nice little little album called Biblical, or a little EP, I should say. And I love the wordplay. I know you enjoy that as well. Epic, <laughs> epic wordplay. And the song we played was Two Face Planet, and I think I, I really, I didn't know what would happen to Bib because they released something. They released Deluxe back in 2020, uh, right before the pandemic uh, in February. And I thought that maybe the pandemic kind of killed the spirit of that band. Like I know they, I think they play every now and then and, and do some touring, but like I didn't know if like that was just like put damp and put water on the fire moment. But like they've come back with something really cool i i they, they're sticking to the formula that a lot of people like and i but i think they have quite a bit more like like anger and aggressiveness to it uh that's really like serious sounding because like not saying that other stuff isn't serious but like they're they're a wild and like sort of playfully chaotic band but there's some real moments especially in the vocals where it's like damn this dude's getting into it he's Mm -hmm. he's like losing himself in there and he's really just digging in deep and pulling out some raw shit so i i really fuck with with the dp and um uh it's cool that they got onto quality control i think most of their material beforehand was on uh justice trips record label uh, pop wig uh so i'm hoping this brings some breath to it and hopefully this band keeps going because like I've loved seeing this band as many times as I have. I've seen them twice in DC, seen them in Richmond. Uh, and they, they are such a live force, man. It's fucking amazing. It's, I feel like it's hell on earth. Like it's an acid trip, hell on earth scenario when I see them and people are just like, everyone forgets how to be human at once simultaneously. And then we all just like primordially creep around the pit. And that's, that's a bib set and I fucking live for it. Yeah, I um, I'm gonna dig into this record because the fact that they called it biblical is that's like so so self aware, and I love it. And I like the that I think the album art's really neat too. There's a lot of like contrast of like what I think is like roses around it, and then thorns. It's just it's it's. It's neat. I would like to even have that as a poster. I'm a big fan. It's simple, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Maybe that's the biblical world they're thinking about. Like, where we all die, <laughs> we all go to the, the whatever this is. Yeah, the little pink, like, thorn, or... No, no, no. Oh, these are all roses, and then you got the thorns over top of it. It's very cool. Okay. Indeed. We got two left. It's funny, because usually we use the Spotify to uh to have our little playlist here that we kind of work off of but these two tracks currently are not on the spotify so we have to go elsewhere um the two different platforms not even just one um yeah it's the first i think for us yeah first yeah well first time we've done this but also and i won't give it away at least for mine but the first ever youtube demo um, that we're featuring here on Listen Up. But uh, before we get to that, what do you got 
for our first track or our last last your last pick for this episode we are going all the way over to indonesia um i looked on this i was just creeping for Bandcamp, which is where you can find this uh and i went to the record label uh band page called gone blind records and i saw this band called ballistics and i was like okay this looks sort of interesting there's like death mass cyborg warrior on it and it's pretty simple <laughs> looking uh album art and i just kept going down because sometimes i like to see if like record labels put a descriptor on it sometimes they don't but i think it's really cool when they put like their own description or their thoughts on it mm-hmm. and their ffos for this is one of my favorite bands of the past decade which is concealed blade oh and yeah as soon as i, I read see that, that i was like i was like oh shit I have to listen to this now. I'm like actually excited to listen to this. And when I played uh, Mind Executions, it did not fucking disappoint. Hmm. And I just, I'm fucking just thrilled about everything about it. I love that they're pulling. Cause I feel like it, uh, Indonesia and Southeast Asia, a lot of the styles that come from there, I feel like a lot of bands really do that like gritty, stompy, chain punk kind of hardcore very well and this is just one of the best examples of it that i've seen and heard in, in, in a couple years and i also like that the record is 666 dollars uh to <laughs> buy it digitally i like the bands <laughs> oh i didn't even see that. Like that yeah and uh yeah i just i think this is a an exceptional exceptional release um and I'm not and so, I'm not seeing even like an Instagram or or any of that. Yeah, I don't believe there there is. Um, I think I, I'm pretty sure the record label has one, but like I think these guys are just keeping it low key. And so, well, uh, I, yeah, you keep it low key. But if it's if the if y'all got the sauce, we're gonna sing your praises after after this track. Jack is already doing that. Um, cool. So, Mine Executions by Ballistics from supposedly Indonesia or somewhere in the vicinity? or where? Batam Hardcore, and I will look before we play this just to do them justice. Batam? Batam is a city. Yeah, Batam is a city in Indonesia. It has a Hollywood-like sign in there. Welcome (laughs) to Batam. Hell yeah. (laughs) Looks very fucking beautiful. Um, So, yeah, Batam Hardcore, baby. Okay. Let's, Let's kick it. Let's kick it. All right. Bandcamp this bitch.
That's crazy. It just that, that charge part in the beginning where I just like I feel like someone with like you know, like the military bugle. Someone should be playing that <laughs> when everybody's just marching in, Ugh, charging in, man. Fuck. I really, I think we really need to go back and like we need there needs to be something or a way to like look at a map and place markers like where we featured like different bands on um on this show because like i like i know that we've gone all over the the globe here but like i don't think we we might have done some in indonesia bands but not batim like i don't even know where that is I done, so i think we've done a handful full of them but the geography nerd in me would fucking kill for an interactive map of places <laughs> where we pick bands from i'd fuck with that heavy yeah I'll, I'll have to you know i'll have to check that there's been multiple um there's been multiple things that have made me think if i had a map where i can like just have a pin and it's like a url but you know if if you're a if you're a geography or google maps nerd and you know how to do something like that uh hit my dm about that that'd be very cool um but that's that's very sick and i hope some more people um you know for all the Ind indonesia listeners who are out there shout out make an instagram put it on spotify let's uh let's push it out even more um but that's very the the lore and the story behind you finding that is very interesting and then you know all it took was saying for fans of concealed blade and you're one of those individuals <laughs> i'm a concealed blade head man i i mean i'll tell you one thing about that before we go to the last pick yes i remember i went to um damage city fest i think it was 2017 i was walking my my partner at the time to go get a vegan meal uh maybe like a mile across and we're doing it in between like during the end of like this one band and in between them and concealed blade playing so i remember dropping like like dropping her off there like we walked there and i i legit ran a mile to get back to the venue to make sure i didn't miss them and i got really bad nipple chafing man and i <laughs> suffered through that to see concealed blade and it was worth it it was really worth it conceal well you know could be like your nipples were the concealed blades all along they fucking felt like it, dude. That shit for days. Okay, one last track. Um, it's funny, you know, we put these at the end just because of the logistical aspects of doing this show, but I do believe that this track, and I'm not just saying it to, to hype y'all up, I think this band might have a top consideration for demo of the year for me specifically. And here's why. So I'm I'm on Twitter scrolling through. I noticed mm -hmm. that Colin Young tweets out this URL and it just says valleygirl.com and or I don't know if it's valleygirl or valleygirlhardcore.com and I'm like, okay. It's cuz bands don't just buy a domain to like announce something. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's here's the bandcamp link, here's the artwork yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like that's interesting. And then all that's on there is a U an, an embedded YouTube video for this four song demo. And I start listening to it and it's like, 
instantly I'm like, okay, there's something very special here. And in the description, it's like, it's produced by Taylor Young and Colin performed drums on it. So I think there was a, there was an aspect of people thinking, oh, because the Young brothers are involved, they play in said band, which is what I thought originally as well. And sure, then sure. Um, Cosmic Joke had their record release show at, um, at, at the Midnight Hour, which was uh, Valley Girl's first show. And um, a very, I would say, um, uh, how do I want to describe? The singer of this band is like a undeniably beautiful man. He just, he looks like someone that's like, not had like the, oh, I have like me being a little like rough around the edges is like my, the, the, the hotness trait about me. It's like, you're just like a hot dude and you got the blonde hair, you got the whatever. And, um, and then I start kind of like reading through the comments and I, uh, start to go through and the singer of this band, his name is Jesse and he's sang in this band called The Neighborhood. And I'm like, I've heard of this band name before. And then I realized that they had that they, that one big song, uh, Summer Weather. And the music video that I watched today has 760 million views on it. Brother, the, the Spotify number. Uh, yeah, I wanted to check the Spotify. Sweater Weather, 2.6 billion. Bill? With a B? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, well, yep, yeah, 2.6 Yep. Dude, that is cr- that is crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's big numbers. That's so. <laughs> that's yeah, bad. this is yeah. a this is a big ass rock band, and yeah. now we're getting so there's so okay so there's that very uh, unique aspect, but then the other thing that was interesting to me specifically is the guitarist who was playing guitar in the band. Uh, his name is Sean, and he used to play in a band called Betrayal from way, way back in the day. And I fucked Oh, you're talking heavy. about like the like West Coast? The the Pacific Northwest Betrayal? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And right. I fucked huh. heavy with, with, uh, with them. So I was like, oh, that's like very cool to kind of have it. And so there's the dude in big band dude in a really old hardcore band uh from back in the day and then the other thing that i noticed is okay there none of the young brothers are on it which is like it to me it doesn't matter if like because it happens all the time where a, uh someone is like yeah i like did the drums on this record and then they don't play in that band and for whatever reason that is but i saw in the comments of the 197 video that dropped where like people were almost like disappointed and then they started like beefing about the band because Colin wasn't in it or Taylor wasn't in it. And this is the weirdest thing before we get to the actual track. People had the audacity to say, this is where gatekeeping should be applied. And I'm like, just because you don't like that someone is like doing a little bit of singing, Someone who is, like, so experienced in music well outside of hardcore as well. It's it, it reminds me of, like, someone returning to a castle where they were almost, like, a part of the construction. And then the guard is like, excuse me, sir. I don't think that you're, like, you, that's how I view it. Um, I think 
the production and the songwriting of this whole demo is like it scratches my ADHD of like always needing something like new and not cookie cutter. Um, this track, I'm going to play the second track off of the demo, which is called uh, Pepper Spray. I'm like just very excited. And I think this band is very cool to me. Have you I've, uh, checked this yeah, out? I've, well, I'll say my piece on this. I've never listened to this. I didn't know what it was until you told me. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize that this dude dated Billie Eilish. So that's another thing. That's pretty uh, to think about. Um, I understand some of like the, the the critique of it. I think it, it's always strange to see people that are kind of like these larger than life, like tabloid figures immerse themselves into hardcore and it, it almost seems like a like a, a veiled attack on like the art the core values of what we stand for because it's just like that the, the the epitome of like the outside world that's beyond the four walls of like the venues that we play is like coming in but from from doing a little bit of like research uh on it i think there was a tweet uh this is probably the only time i'm ever gonna say the word tweet because i don't i don't fucking have twitter i don't fuck twitter uh, or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm. Uh, but, uh, the guy, dude from cosmic joke made like a, a defense tweet of, of the dude. And apparently he'd been going to shows for like 15 years. Uh, and so like not someone to just randomly pop in, you know, and I think there's been instances where maybe people are just like, Oh, what's hardcore. I'm going to make something. And they're like, they've got a financial portfolio that could probably last them for the rest of their lives. Right. But you know, it's, I don't know, man. I, if it's just judging on the merits, I understand it being a little corny. The other thing I will add about it is like, I've seen videos of Billie Eilish talking about, maybe I'm, I could be thinking of mixing her up with a different person, but like maybe of her talking about like metalcore acts or bigger acts like Dying Wish or Knock Loose. Mm. And I'm wondering if how she found out about hardcore was through him when they dated. I'm like, I want to like, I don't really usually care about like celebrity gossip or like, <laughs> I'm curious to see like, I wonder if there's just like a transfer of knowledge or like a, a spark of interest for between the two. Um, right. But I'm excited to see what this sounds like. People, there, that one article was comparing it to like a metallic turnstile. So I don't know really make to make of that. But yeah, I, I think I'm actually making a, a last minute change where I'm going to play the first track because I Ooh, feel okay. like. Sometimes I'm like, unless there's a specific reason of like, this track specifically is the best of the best and it's got a feature and all these things. This is the like, it's the first track of the demo. It's the first time I heard it, and I saw and I heard the special sauce that I think that this band has. So we're gonna, I definitely think Pepper Spray, the second song, is fucking awesome. I think it has one of the greatest, like, it's got an insane hook and a chorus on it. But I think. The first track, see no, see no Peace, is um, is the proper way to intro this band and to send us off. Um, and I feel like that description, it's like, it's it's got the singy, reverby vocal stuff that Turnstile is, I guess, known for. But I think it's got the like the grit and the bite, and obviously has a little bit of like the the young brother sprinkle on it so we're gonna without further ado we're gonna play it um 
Jesse, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the podcast, bro. Let's talk about some oh, celeb shit, yeah. gossip. Um, I'll reach out and we'll uh, we'll fucking make it work. But for now, this is Valley Girl, see no peace, California style. Let's do it. Now, are you laughing now? my opinion yeah i thought that was pretty cool uh i definitely see how people could relate it to, to turnstile and stuff i really wish i liked all of it i really wish the uh the stay out of the valley part i wish uh taylor or colin would have done that i feel like that would have been <laughs> an ample little like s- spot there to, to for that i think that would have hit harder it's a, but it's a hard ass mosh call to put on your first oh, track yeah. too can't handle yeah, this is heat. interesting i want to i think there's the they have the live video of their their set right yeah uh, i think it's on I'm 197 that and, yeah yeah i watched yeah, it i'm gonna watch that yeah, yeah. so yeah i think it's cool way, the cool way to end this yeah there i think so and if we can fucking get jesse on the podcast like epic that would yeah. be epic um before we go we just list off all the dope bands that we played Make sure that you check out D- Domain, Last Man Out, Influx, Rejoice, Split Knuckle, Agonize, Dimension Six, True Name, Heat Seeker, Moment of Truth, Cross of Disbelief, Don't Sweat It, Bib, Trial Time, 
Ballistics and Valley Girl. A lot of dope hardcore. Um, we're going to put all these picks as well as all of our, um, you know, honorable mentions or considerations that we had for this month on the listen up playlist um, that will be in the description of this video um, only available on Spotify because I for a time was paying for Apple music and Spotify. I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. I'm going to just do it on Spotify. So sucks to suck. Um, Jack, <laughs> anything you want to end us with or anything you got to say before we go? Um, Nothing of particular note. Um, I just hope that what we've seen in January is a good indicator of what the rest of the year is going to be like, and I'll be a happy person. I agree. Um, and uh, yeah, like like I was saying at the very beginning of the episode, like Jack and I are going to be very, we're going to be going hard on Listen Up, um, not only on the post-production side, but, you know, for shit like this. Um and what we're going to be doing is, I think we said, like, probably at the end of March, we're going to take those first three months and kind of do uh, the best of the best and kind of uh, get some picks in line for our end of the year scopies and hand out some proper awards. There's definitely some contenders on here that I think should be in the running for shit like that. But um, certainly in the meantime, you know, go support all these bands, buy some merch, buy some records. And we'll see you next month for Listen Up. Listen up.